You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's up, everybody? It's Anthony Cazenza with the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast. It feels like it has been a year and a day since I have taken the air and or we've talked some Bengals with you. And I guess I should start off with a little bit of an apology on that front because we had a great show lined up for you last Wednesday. And I unfortunately had a little bit of a sudden and freak injury occur to me on that day. Um, so I apologize that we did not take the air. I apologize. It's been a while since we have not taken the air. I'm still recovering from that. Still trying to find out more about what happened with me personally. But, uh, at any point, at any rate, I, uh, you know, just trying to hang in there a little bit and, and work through it. But I apologize to the listeners because we had everything set up and then it was just kind of a freak deal and uh, went to the ER and the whole thing. So not not fun, but getting through it and happy to be back talking with you all about the Bengals, about mandatory minicamp and all kinds of different things going on with the Cincinnati Bengals, with the AFC North, with the rest of the NFL. There's a lot of news to get to. It's been an entire week. I can't even can't even believe it. It's been an entire week. Before we get to the news, I want to let you know, aside from this show, we've got a big show planned for tomorrow. We have Lindsey Patterson, prominent ESPN, uh, not ESPN, prominent Cincinnati sports media member. And uh, you, you see her all over the place, Bengals Beat Podcast, Cincinnati Inquirer, all kinds of different places. So we are excited to have her on the program and talk with her about the sights and sounds from OTAs, mandatory mini camp, and everything. So we've got that show. And then we will be doing listener questions live where we answer your questions live on the air on Friday. So join us for that. Submit some questions beforehand and have yours answered on the air. Let's start. We're here's here's what we're going to do. We're going to start with the the kind of general news with the Bengals, kind of some things that have been happening over the past couple of days, and then we'll go into the we'll go into the OTA slash mandatory mini camp updates and things that we are seeing there, and what you know what. All kinds of different things that are happening there. So let's get it going here. I'm trying to pull up one quick thing before we do, and we'll get it set up. Uh, let's start, if if we can, with a, a little bit of some stuff that kind of came out yesterday. 
this is, and we got to share this for a variety of reasons, but we want to share this because he's one of our personal favorites on this program. He's been on our show, I guess, I think it's been three times now. Mike Daniels, one of our very favorites. Great, great guy. He's uh, an incredibly personable guy and um, a, a good football player, a good, uh, solid guy in the Bengals locker room. Uh, this is something through the Players' Tribune where players write kind of their own articles and put it out there. A lot of them are long-form type articles, but this is on CincyJungle.com. Mike Daniels calls for Juneteenth to be a federal holiday, and you can see the entire um, kind of what his way his take on this growing up um, and why he thinks it should be a federal holiday. Um, it is June 19th. Um, you can, you know, we won't go in through, through the full history lesson here, but I do recommend that you read his article on the Players Tribune. There's a bit more on cincyjungle.com. Obviously, um, you can see June 19th, 1865 is the is the date in history. But um, it's it's a really really neat article from a guy who just is incredibly charismatic and has been a great addition to the Bengals football team. So. Uh, we would be remiss if we did not at least highlight this a little bit and 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 tell you all about it if you haven't seen it to go to the Players Tribune or CincyJungle.com. It's linked in the article to, to the Players Tribune and check out what Mike Daniels wrote about Juneteenth. Very very uh, just a, an important article and a, a a very good read by one of our favorites on the team. The Bengals are also working with, in case you have not heard, this is on Cincy Jungle as well, working with five coaches in the NFL's Minority Fellowship Program. There is one named Mike Brown, but not that Mike Brown is our our chief, Jason Markham, notes in the article on CincyJungle.com. The coaching interns, Kenny Ray Augustus, who is a co-defensive coordinator and defensive line coach at McKendry University. Uh, Larry Black. I believe this is Larry Black who actually made a stop. Yeah. Went went on to sign with the Bengals as a college free agent. He was a guy, um, I, I think it was he was chronicled in the Bengals second hard knocks where he had, he was one of those guys that everybody was kind of pulling for. Unfortunately, had a, a pretty bad injury, but has gotten into coaching. He's the defensive line coach at the University of Toledo. So Bengals are bringing him back in this uh, coaching program. Mike Brown, a wide receivers coach at the University of Cincinnati. Uh, Tessa Grossman, a grad assistant and sports performance coach at Illinois State University, um, a graduate of Dartmouth College, which I believe runs pretty prominent Dartmouth College alums do in the Brown family. So they've got um, a, a good um, a good pulse on things there. Steve Huenga, hopefully I am pronouncing that correctly, offensive quality control coach at the University of North Texas. Um, and then uh, it is the Bill Walsh, Bill Walsh Fellowship Program. And obviously Bill Walsh spent some time with the Cincinnati Bengals. So the Bengals bringing in five uh, coaching interns there. Pretty cool stuff. There's been a lot of talk, I think the last time, unfortunately not last Wednesday, but the Wednesday prior, we – talked about Jesse Bates and his ranking in this PFF system and all this kind of stuff. But basically there is some good news here. The Bengals secondary overall is listed in the top half by uh, of the NFL by pro football focus. 
you know, say what you want about that, but that does speak a little bit of volumes based on the fact that the Bengals lost William Jackson, their top corner. They did bring in Chidobia Wuzie. They did. Uh, they're getting back Trey Waynes. Um, they brought in Mike Hilton. They added Von Bell last year. Of course, they have Jesse Bates, who's emerging as one of the best defensive players in all of football. Uh, it, the unit ranks 15th in the NFL by Pro Football Focus. Uh, ben Lindsay of Pro Football Focus writes, quote, a collection of secondary starters that includes Trey Waynes, Chidobi Awuzie, Mike Hilton, and Von Bell won't necessarily scare opponents, but there aren't many weak links in this group either. The Bengals have done a good job of solidifying the unit through free agency over the past few off seasons. It kind of reminds me a little bit what the Bengals have done in the secondary this year. If you go back to like, the first few years of the Andy Dalton era. Remember, they lost Jonathan Joseph. We'll have more on him in a little bit. They lost Jonathan Joseph to free agency. They got like Nate Clements. They got Terrence Newman. They got Reggie Nelson. I think that was in 2010. And they kind of collected these guys via trades and free agency and all this kind of stuff. And all of a sudden, they, um, you know, they, they, they ended up kind of piecing together uh, through different means, a pretty solid secondary, not one that was absolutely outstanding, but one that played pretty well under Mike Zimmer. And obviously that's the hope here with this group performing well under Lou Anarumo. Mike Zimmer was familiar with quite a few of those guys in that secondary before he got to the Bengals. And now, um, you know, this is kind of a little bit of a similar deal with Lou Anarumo guys. He's comfortable with familiar with all that stuff. So uh, pro football focus has the Bengals secondary ranked 15th, um, with their rankings. This is one you can see on cincyjungle.com, but it is on a lot of different platforms. And this is Trey Hendrickson, a guy that the Bengals are very excited about. Yes, they lost Carl Lawson to free agency, but they paid Trey Hendrickson, a guy who had double digit sacks last year and is known as one of the top by uh, next gen stats, one of the top disruptors last year from a defensive line standpoint, Trey Hendrickson um, is going to be moved around the defensive line, kicked inside at times. And this is uh, via Jeff Hobson of bangles.com. And it is on cincyjungle.com. Some of the things they have us do, this is a quote by Hendrickson. Some of the things they have us doing is dropping and stuff like that and playing a lot of this rush technique and outside rushing. Not necessarily in a four or six alignment, stuff like that. Sometimes we are playing around with it. There are times I'm lined up at the three, which is a tackle spot. It's going to be a fun season. It's a lot to absorb, but I've got a good group of guys that are helping me along the way. Sam Hubbard, DJ Reader are helping me learn this playbook. So the Bengals, we've seen this work to differing levels of success before and after Lou Anaruma. We've seen guys like Wallace Gilberry. You remember he was a guy that was an edge player and they kicked him inside every once in a while. Carlos Dunlap did it before and during his time with Lou Anarumo. He would kick inside occasionally because of his size. Um, and now you're seeing it with Trey Hendrickson. Now, some of the some of the things that we've seen, I mean, we've seen Lou Anarumo do some pretty wacky stuff with along the defensive line. I mean, I, I, I remember a couple of years ago, I think it was Andrew Billings that dropped into coverage. We've seen Sam Hubbard drop into coverage a couple of times. So he wants to be versatile and multiple up front. Trey Hendrickson, there are plans apparently to maximize his snaps and maximize the snaps of all the guys that they've brought in on that defensive line over the past couple of seasons. They are planning to kick him inside to be able to possibly generate pressure 
disrupt some things and uh, let other guys off the edge do some things as well. Remember, you've got guys like Khalid Kareem still waiting out there. You've got, you know, uh, different players that Shelvin, the big guy in the middle. You got Cam Sample. You've got all kinds of different guys now that they want to move around quite a bit. And Hendrickson is one of those um one of those players that they want to move around quite a bit. So they plan to do so. Hopefully it means uh, the, the hope is that Hendrickson is a guy that is ascending in his career. And he is a guy that really took the big step last year in his career to prove that he is kind of a three down guy, at least a two down guy on the defensive line. And, you know, he's, he's maturing. So hopefully that all pays dividends. Now, whether the movement, the movement, um, may, may be effective, but whether that means he's going to get the double digit sacks or what have you remains to be seen, but a move that I think we thought was a little bit predictable because Lou Anarumo likes to mix things up up front. So that is something to watch. This one, I just, uh, felt bad about on a number of different levels, and that is Mike Jordan wants to show he can be trusted to protect Joe Burrow. There was just some brutal quotes here. This is from Paul Daner Jr., a great article. Go subscribe to The Athletic and get all of the great content that he and Jay Morrison put out for The Athletic as they cover the Bengals. But basically, quote, um, they asked him about the play, obviously, where he was blocking, kind of got pushed back into the pocket, and obviously he was responsible in part for Joe Burrow getting sacked and hurt. So he said, quote, first thing I did was apologize to Joe, Jordan told the Athletics' Paul Daner Jr. I told him he was not going to hear any more words from me, just actions. I can tell him I'm going to do better. He doesn't want to hear that. He wants to see it. I'll prove what I'm saying in my convictions this upcoming season. Not a whole lot of talking. I'm just going to show it. Uh, you know, and he talked about being basically sick. And uh, I think there was something to the effect of, you know, he was kind of a, in a, in a daze for, uh, <laughs> in a daze for the following days after the injury there, just was not in a great headspace, but tried to recover the rest of the year. And these are guys that go back to their days at Ohio state to Joe Burrow and Mike Jordan. So, um, uh, you know, they, he's, he, I guess he's dropped some weight. He's really been working hard has, has Jordan and, um, you know, hopefully he gets, uh, you know, a, a shot at redemption and hopefully it is a, a redemption story here. But, uh, I mean, there are, there is a lot of competition now on that offensive line. Bengals are going to try and get the best five guys out there. And we don't know if Michael Jordan, even with the body transformation is going to be one of those guys we will see. Uh, let's keep it going here. There is another ranking system. It's tis the season for ranking lists, right? The offensive line is ranked higher than expected in updated rankings. This is a, a an article on cincyjungle.com by Adam Haste. You know, it's ta- it obviously talks about Frank, Frank Pollock and what the, what the, Bengals have done with with the offseason on the offensive line, but basically in PFF, the Bengals rank 24th on their list. And this is by Steve Palazzolo, one of the head guys over at PFF, basically saying left guard is a battle between Xavier Suofilo, Quentin Spain, and Michael Jordan. Spain has the best grading profile of the trio, though he's a few years removed from his best work and has graded in the 50s in his two years with the Bengals. 
Either way, left guard looks like a weakness in Cincinnati uh, again. The Bengals also added tackle Deontay Smith and center Trey Hill in the fourth and sixth rounds, respectively. It wasn't exactly the offensive line overhaul Bengals fans expected, but they're players who could pay dividends in a few years. Overall, Cincinnati has moved in the right direction on the offensive line, but they need better play from the interior trio. Oddly enough, at least in this quote, there's nothing really mentioned about Riley Reef that I can see. Um, so that's I, that wasn't even mentioned there. But of course, the the interior we just talked about Michael Jordan. The interior of the offensive line is a big focus for this team and how where they need to improve. So, you know, is it going to be Suofilo? Is it going to be Jordan? Is it going to be you know Trey Hill? Is Billy Price going to be in the mix now? Trey Hopkins? What happens there? There's a lot of moving parts there, but. Quentin Spain, obviously another guy that's got to have an inside track on some things. We'll see there, but uh, yeah, um, 24th, according to PFF, for the Bengals' offensive line rankings. Chugging along. Not, we won't spend too much time on this one because it's, I mean, I guess it would be something that is pretty obvious. Complex names Jamar Chase to the list of top 25 players under 25. I guess the one thing that's surprising about it is that Jamar Chase has not taken a snap for in the NFL as a pro, but uh, Complex has Chase at number 24, Bates and Burrow coming in at 15 and 14. So the, the Bengals have three guys on this list of the top 25 under 25 on the uh, by complex so uh and that's they've got a good young core of of players that they are uh trying to build around obviously burrow being one jamar chase being another jesse bates who they hope i assume to get a contract extension with going this summer all of those guys are kind of the core pieces and others of course but those are the core pieces of the team that they want to build around so um that is just kind of an interesting article. You can check that out on Complex, or if you need the link, that's on cincyjungle.com. Transitioning a bit into what we've seen at OTAs and, of course, Tuesday's mandatory minicamp, the Bengals are kind of doing some interesting things at punt returner, punt returner, some of which we kind of expected, some of which we did not, but they're looking at punt return options in the wake of losing Alex Erickson to free agency. You can see here, on Cincy Jungle via Bengals.com. Basically, Puka Williams, Darius uh, Darius Phillips was thought to maybe be the guy to step on in there, but not so fast. They may need him a little bit more on defense. And then, of course, you've got Brandon Wilson potentially as well. But Puka Williams, Riley Lees, and Trent Taylor, all guys are, are, that are vying for punt return duties um puka williams is a really interesting guy an undrafted free agent a very productive player very versatile can catch the football obviously they think he's got some punt return ability and then of course he can run the football well riley lee's a good uh he's been kind of a slot guy same with trent taylor a guy who was really impressing people in san francisco before um, some injury issues there but this is the little blurb here from bangles.com says special teams coordinator Darren Simmons continues to hunt for a punt returner among undrafted rookies, Puka Williams, Jr. Riley Lees and veteran Trent Taylor. Williams is getting more and more comfortable catching punts for the first time in his life and is gaining confidence by the day in a roster joust that probably won't be decided until the preseason finale. So that's last year. We didn't get some of these guys didn't get the benefit of, 
showing off what they can do in other aspects of their craft because there was no preseason training camp was very watered down. And so now with still only three preseason games now, but with some preseason auditions to be, to be held and some other things going on, you know, some of these guys are going to get chances to do certain things in the, in the games here coming up this summer before the, before the season and maybe grab one of those last roster spots. So Bengals, I guess, in a way, are in a good way because they've got you know some intriguing options there to potentially return punts. But we'll see which one kind of shines out of all of them. That is a, a an aspect of the game that Erickson was very helpful with at the beginning of his career. It really died down um, the last couple of years, and you know Brandon Wilson has definitely brought sparks to the the team in his you know. Uh, with what he does on kickoffs, doesn't really return punts. Phillips has had the occasional punt return. He's an electric guy, but, you know, I think they want to use him on defense and find some other ways to use him. But a battle to watch for sure um, before uh, before the preseason is over. Let's Before we talk about OTAs and mandatory minicamp, I want to tell all of you about symbol you've heard me talk about symbol you've heard john and i talk about symbol i'm going to put the website in the live chat for you all symbol s-i-m-b-u-l-l dot app slash obi it is the stock market for sports you can trade sports teams like stocks if you play the stock market if you play fantasy football if you sports bet symbol needs to be a part of your Fantasy sports, your sports repertoire that you use here. It is the stock market for sports. The Sim Bengals value that shows there at $25 is not indicative of where the Bengals value is today per share. It's a bit more than that, but, um, you know, there, there are, as, as it goes with the stock market, it can waver back and forth. So, and if the Bengals start winning some games, if they start showing off in the preseason looking pretty good, if Joe Burrow is looking healthy, as he proclaims to be more on that in just a second as well. But that value is going to keep skyrocketing and you can make money off the team. You love the Cincinnati Bengals symbol. Isn't only relegated to the Bengals or the NFL. They've got all kinds of different sports in which you can play uh, trades sports teams like they are stocks. So check it out. S I M B U L L. And if you go to S I M B U L L dot A P P backslash O B I, you get a $10 deposit bonus when you sign up using the promo code O B I. So check out that uh, website, go sign up, get yourself a $10 deposit bonus, go invest in the bangles, make yourself some money off of the team that you love and go have some fun with it because Symbol's a great uh, great organization. We had their CEO on a couple months ago when we launched the partnership. So go check it out. Good stuff. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot... 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Let's talk about uh, some Bengals mandatory minicamp stuff, OTA stuff. Uh, I see a, a comment here from our buddy, the Orange Arrow. Are you going to play in the Charity League, Fantasy Football League again? Yes, and we will have you on if you are so inclined, or- Orange Arrow, to tell us about that. We'll get you on in the near future to talk about what you're doing there, cool stuff. And uh, I would be happy to be a part of that. We just got to talk offline about that. Anyway, since she is coming on our program manana on Wednesday, we will start with a tweet from Lindsay Patterson, who was at Bengals mandatory mini camp. And we'll expand this here. This is Joe. I, I mentioned in the symbol promo there about Joe Burrow looking good, looking healthy. He's talking about how healthy he has felt more on that in a second, but here he is again, more intensive workouts and more intensive reps than I think a lot of us anticipated happening at this point with the knee injury. He is doing more. He is, uh, you know, rolling out here. There is another one from Dan Horde that's out there. Another video that's out there showing him in the end zone kind of rolling. I believe it's the other way. Um, so he is doing a lot of rollout stuff and doing, uh, a lot of planting, a lot of throwing with planting on that knee. And so good to see there. He continues to improve. He continues to impress. He continues to look like the healthy quarterback that the Bengals need in 2021. So good stuff there and a great video from Lindsay. We are looking forward to having her on the program tomorrow. Speaking of, let's see, where do we want to go next here? Um, This is a good, good one to follow up that video with from Tyler Dragon. Uh, who also does the Bengals Beat podcast with Lindsey Patterson. This is more on Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow said his right leg and upper body, quote, feels better than it ever has before. So <laughs> that's eye-opening. But uh, the um, apparently he's he's feeling pretty good, and he's looking pretty good in all of those practices. He has done an immense amount of work to get back ready and healthy for this season. We've seen all the the workout stuff we've seen now OTAs and all of that, and it is paying off in spades. He is doing awesome, awesome work and looking good uh, in all of the workouts and practices. They're doing a lot of different things, doing a lot of different things, rollouts and whatnot, a lot of different things. Let's just kind of go through some more sights and sounds in case you all missed this. This is from Dan Horde on Twitter, and I guess I can expand this one for you as well. But this this is Wyatt Hubert Cam Sample and Joseph Osai rookies taking time out to talk to Mike Brown after practice. I don't know if that actually zoomed in any better for you, but that is uh, the trio of them talking to Mike Brown. Mike Brown, of course, on that little, uh, gosh, what is that, a little John Deere thing or the little golf cart thing he rides around in that he you see him every – it's a summer tradition. 
with Bengals training camp, Bengals camps. He rolls around in that thing and cruises around and keeps a watchful eye on everything going on at practice. But they are talking with him after practice, and he's uh, standing up chatting with a trio of rookies, Camp Sample, Wyatt Hubert, and Joseph Osai. Kind of a cool picture. I thought it was a, a good one to share from Dan Horde there. Going along the lines of OTAs, the Bengals had a high level of attendance at mandatory minicamp. Tyler Dragon reported that the Bengals look like they have full attendance at minicamp. DJ Reader, Rennell Wren working out on the side as predicted because they are still going through rehab, their respective rehab processes there. But um, yeah, good, good news there. We'll get to some not so good news in a little bit that that we learned about, but the Bengals uh, will have full uh, have had full attendance at mini camp here, and their uh, Reader and Ren are working out on the side. I don't know what to make of this one. Um, Zach Taylor, this is from Paul Daner Jr.'s Twitter account. Zach Taylor says he told the players to take off after this practice. They were supposed to go two more days for minicamp, but he let them go. I'm going to follow up here with a tweet from our, our buddy James Rapine of all Bengals here. He kind of expands on this a little bit, saying the Bengals offseason program is over, and he's got a quote from Zach Taylor, quote, guys have really shown up and done everything we've asked them to do. Um, he added that multiple players are going to get vaccinated this week and as early as Wednesday. So I think there are a number of moving parts here. The vaccination scheduling perhaps being one. Unfortunately, this one that came across right before I took the air with you all could be another playing into this because the Bengals have had such significant injury issues on their roster over the past couple of seasons, and especially under Zach Taylor. Hakeem Adeniji is going to have surgery on his pec. Um, a several-month issue is the quote that Zach Taylor gave. Potentially season-ending for Hakeem Adeniji, a guy who was probably going to be a valuable swing, backup, tackle, guard, all of that. So Cincinnati's probably going to need to be in the market for someone, uh, someone services uh, that can do some of the things that Hakeem Adeniji can do. But he tore uh, his pectoral muscle. Um, not sure if that was weightlifting. Not sure if that was in practice. Um, but needs to have surgery on it. Uh, so that's something that we need to monitor in terms of how the Bengals recover from that. But again, going back to Zach Taylor cutting this short, it could be the vaccination schedule. It could be the Hakeem Adeniji injury situation that kind of said, Oh, we, we got, we got to pull back. And of course, as James Rapine noted, basically the guys have showed them everything they need to show them. And uh, they don't, you know, they're not needing more out of them. They did everything that was asked. So uh, maybe they're just a little bit ahead of schedule. So there's probably a few things here at play, um, maybe a little coach speak, but maybe, maybe a lot of truth to the coach speak there. And of course, maybe a little bit of hesitancy to, take on more injuries, especially as some of these things start revving up and we're not even in training camp yet. So something to watch, something to watch. Let's transition into the AFC North. There are some 
fun bits of news going on from the Bengals' biggest rivals. This is on Steelers.com, a Tuesday, June 15th update from minicamp. The offensive coordinator and the quarterback, so that would be new offensive coordinator Matt Canada and, of course, Ben Roethlisberger, are on the same page. How often have we heard that Ben Roethlisberger and his offensive coordinator are at odds, whether it was sometimes with Bruce Arians, whether it was times with Todd Haley, whether it was the previous offensive coordinator, Ben Roethlisberger had some issues with, uh, has had issues with offensive coordinators in the past, but as of right now, they seem to be on the same page. Canada said, quote, we're going to do what Ben wants to do and how Ben wants to do it. Our job is putting every player in position to make plays. There are changes with terminology, how we're calling things, which has been an adjustment for Ben. He has adapted easily, just like we all knew that he would. He continues, but that is our job. Matchups are how you win football games. It starts with the quarterback. What does he do well? What does he like? What does he see? What is good to his eye in the passing game? And then we build off of that, and that's what we're going to do. His voice, his vision, what he sees will be what we do. So that is a quote from offensive coordinator Matt Canada um, as he and Ben Roethlisberger are growing their new working relationship together and uh, things are rosy for the time being. We'll see how that progresses or regresses potentially in this, in the regular season, depending on how the Steelers do. The Ravens have also a mini camp update and they got Taven young back. Um, He is a cornerback of a very deep, cornerback group and secondary group in Baltimore. They always seem to have talented secondary players. He is back practicing and of late, the defense is dominating um, through most of the practices, but Sammy Watkins is shining. Sammy Watkins, a guy some Bengals folks thought would uh, land in Cincinnati, but alas, not the case. Um, So, Sounds like, as usual, the Baltimore defense is ahead of the their offense at this point in time. Um, so take that for what you will. Let's go to some Browns news. A um, couple of things with the Browns, and one of which transitions pretty well into general NFL news outside of the AFC North. The Nick Chubb and Denzel Ward are hoping to remain with the Browns, but they are talking new contracts. And this is from the Akron Beacon Journal, Marla Ridenour, uh, with the article here. But Nick Chubb has been outstanding and an integral part of the turnaround and the success in recent years for the Cleveland Browns. Denzel Ward has been a, a solid cornerback and obviously playing at Ohio State. He wants to just kind of stay in the area, playing in his hometown. So that's the that's the hope. And like the Bengals, as, as the Bengals like to do, the Browns are trying to cement summertime contracts with a couple of their biggest stars before they hit free agency, and they want to lock up their core guys. So um, we'll have to keep an eye on that. And going back to the Ravens, just a second, you know, Lamar Jackson has always been – has constantly been asked about his contract extension situation and what, um, you know, what uh, is going on there. And there's, there hasn't been much, many updates at this point in time. So 
More on the Browns and kind of transitioning into the NFL. Sheldon Richardson was a little bit of a surprise cut by them, uh, saved them some cap space, but the Minnesota Vikings are bringing back Sheldon Richardson. Um, he was with them. Uh, when was he with them? A couple of years ago, I believe. But um, Richardson's been been in the league for a while since 2013. He was the defensive rookie of the year. Um, he was he was in Cleveland for two seasons, and then uh, prior to that was in Minnesota. So uh, a talented guy and a guy that Mike Zimmer will undoubtedly use. So the Bengals will likely be seeing him week one pending whatever happens the rest of the summer, but um, he will be back there. So talented player uh, before, before that one just took place a little bit before I took the air here on Tuesday, but before that he basically made it known that there was, you know, I'm, I'm not going back to Cleveland and the reunion with Minnesota was maybe more likely at that point. So this is NFL news, but it also is Bengals news. So we can talk about this one. Jonathan Joseph retires the, the former Bengals cornerback um, who was a very talented guy with them, borderline pro bowl player with them ended up making a pro bowl with Houston and was integral on their little run that they had in the early two thousands when they beat the Bengals twice in the postseason, but uh, he, in in 2006, the Bengals made him a first round pick. Year after, they drafted Leon Hall, and they had a really good tandem of corners. Um, so uh, he tweeted out on June 10th, in the summer of 2006, I signed my first NFL contract with the Cincinnati Bengals. 15 years later, I can say I accomplished my childhood goal of making it to the NFL. I will never forget as a kid telling my father I wanted to be in the NFL. Joseph left the Bengals after one, uh, his, his rookie deal was up. Uh, he left amid, I, I don't want to say controversy or anything, but he left amid some not so complimentary words for the, uh, the team, I guess he kind of, uh, had a, gave us a peek behind the curtain a little bit talking about remember the infamous Gatorade things where players had to buy their own Gatorades and, um, there's all kinds of different stuff, but nevertheless, Joseph was a very integral part of the Bengals success in that 09, 09 season. Um, and then of course, you know, uh, was, was a big part of what the Texans were building, uh, in the, in the early, you know, 2010s there good player for a, a long time and uh, a really respectable career. And, um, so congratulations to Jonathan Joseph on, uh, the, the, the great career, the retirement, enjoy retirement. Maybe he'll be back in the media or whatnot. We don't know. But uh, at any rate, good player, was a good player for a couple of different teams there. So congratulations to him. A couple more before we bounce on out of here. Uh, the half of the NFL teams have 51 or more players vaccinated for the COVID-19 Um so 16 of the NFL's 32 teams have 51 or more players vaccinated while the other 16 teams have 50 or fewer players vaccinated. So still a substantial amount of players that have been vaccinated. Um, just kind of going along with making sure that the season goes smoothly and making sure that everybody, um, you know, if they're, if they're going to play a season, they gotta, they gotta go through that. So um, most, a, a good portion of the NFL is, is, vaccinated there 
um, according to NFL.com and some of the data that they have been given from teams. We've been gushing about Joe Burrow, one of his 2020 quarterback draft class counterparts, Tua Tagovailoa, is having a little bit of a rough go of it. Um, granted, it was in, quote, torrential rains, but in a recent practice, Tua threw three interceptions. Um, so, I mean, there was just kind of a lot of buzz about that. And then on top of that, you know, you've got – there was some – I don't know how uh, you know how grounded these rumors were, but, you know, you had some stuff talking about uh, you know, it was two on the trade block this year. Were the Dolphins going to maybe go after another quarterback? How happy were they with his rookie campaign? Um, and then, of course, you've got uh, another quote that he came out with kind of saying, you know, basically last year there wasn't a lot of checking out of plays or where there was something to, to that effect. Basically, he he just kind of um, ad-libbed a little bit and, you know, uh, kind of showed, it was a quote that basically more or less showed his inexperience and, and what, and unfamiliarity in the system in Miami, but big year for him coming up in terms of what his career arc will look like. And, uh, you know, obviously the hope is that he turns it around, but not a great recent practice by Tua there. And that was kind of something that was noteworthy. And unfortunately some not, some more kind of not so great news out of Miami, Xavier Howard, their star cornerback, is not attending minicamp. Uh, he wants another contract extension. He just signed a big deal in 2019, but continues to play at an all-pro level. You see here the five-year, $75.25 million extension in 2019, and now he wants a, a more of a, of a pay raise. Um, so that's all something to, to, to monitor. And then you know, I didn't, I don't have an article up on this, but the other, uh, you know, the Seahawks are dealing with Jamal Adams, not attending minicamp, but I guess that was an excused absence there. So he is not attending minicamp either. That's just going to do it for us. We went through a lot. We got a 40 minute episode in and it's great to be back with you all on the water cooler chat. Why do we call it that? Because we used to be able to get together and talk around the water cooler at the office, talk about sports, talk about our favorite teams, talk about what's going on in the sports world. We're still kind of doing that in some form or fashion. So thanks for tuning in live. Join us tomorrow for the Wednesday show with Lindsay Patterson joining us. That's going to be a lot of fun. We'll be talking with her about the sights and sounds from Bengals OTAs and minicamp. And then of course we've got listener questions live on Friday. So Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. There should be a link, I believe, right there. Check, click that to be a subscriber to our YouTube channel so that you get notified when we go live, when new videos are out there for you to digest. And then, of course, you can get our show. You can get Orange is the New Black by Ace and Zim and Matt Minix Chalk Talk all on the Cincy Jungle Podcast channel, which is available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, all of the major platforms. You can get it there Please subscribe there. Leave us a, a rating, hopefully a big one, a good one, a five-star one, if you would, so that helps us get a little more exposure. We always appreciate that, and I always appreciate all of you tuning in live, subscribing, commenting, all of that stuff, downloading after the fact. I hope you all have a great week, and we will see you tomorrow. Take it easy, everybody. Uh, I would say happy Monday, but it's actually happy Tuesday, so happy Tuesday. Have a great rest of the week.